At some point, we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. And long 
right, everybody, welcome to Down Ballot. We do the show live every Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch. If you're listening to the podcast, go on over to twitch.tv slash Media and drop us a follow. What's up, Councilman? Not a mucho, Producer Dave. What's up with you? Got my vaccine jab today. Can't tell if uh, I'm a little tired. Because Was that part two? Well, I was I fucking shut the stream down at like two thirty in the morning, and I fucked my fucking <laughs> double vision and shit, talking hell of mad trash about Sam Harris and fucking this, this one lady who <laughs> believes in the five D Earth and all. Like last night was a wild stream. I didn't have a big viewership, but the fucking chat was going, and I was going. I was having a good time. So I wonder if maybe it was that because I didn't <clears throat> I didn't sleep in today either because I had to do some work before I went to get my jab because it was yeah. the last day of the work week, and you can't. Like putting things off Tuesday to Tuesday to Wednesday is one thing. Putting things off Friday to Monday is quite another. True. So, Very true. Yeah. No, I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Hopefully, uh, Good. I've been reading a little bit, and some people believe that if you had COVID nineteen, your uh, vaccine reaction is going to be a little less because you already have some antibodies, and your body mm-hmm. doesn't react in such a mm-hmm. strong way. I did have it in November. I was drinking yeah. fake vodka and tonic. By that, I just mean tonic water and ice. And that's how you got the COVID? No, that's just what I did when I had it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get COVID from a rogue fucking bottle of tonic water. <laughs> if that's how if that's how it spread, fucking everybody we know would have it. That's that's very true, actually, especially amongst our friends. So yeah, I'm producer Dave, and you can find me damn near anywhere. Um, we'll see how it goes. I may or may not do an after show tonight. Uh, the after show, by the way, you can grab that on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/Ecoplex. Or you can just email Excellent. me because I'm not actually going to paywall an MP3 over five dollars. <laughs> uh, shall we get into it, or do you want? Did you want to do some announcements about uh, upcoming shows this weekend? Um, yeah, tomorrow night, assuming I am not down for the count, we're going to be doing an open panel starting seven or eight. Uh, anybody can join that. Uh, well, streamers can join it. You can join it from like your phone microphone. We're going to kick you off. Um, and after that, it's Echoplex sessions. This is all like contingent contingent on me not being sick or whatever tomorrow. Um, and then I'll probably be playing, I don't know, maybe some break beats or something tomorrow night. Sunday, we have the big show. And if anybody was tuning in for uh, the, the humanist community, Silicon Valley here on Sunday morning, that's moved over to the Facebook page for the Silicon Valley humanist community. Uh, one partially cause nobody was watching it here and it was hammering our metrics. Uh, mm. and two, because I fucking, uh, I picked up a contract and the only real good time for me to like have a quick zoom call or whatever with the, with the client is sometimes on Sundays. So like right around noon. So yeah, that's, that's all my announcements. Um, I don't know. You can help us out by giving us money at patreon.com slash Echoplex though. Uh, Twitch community around here has been pretty generous more so than they should be, I believe. So that's been pretty nice. Excellent. All right. Well, let's get into it. Leading off tonight. Well, a couple of days ago, really, uh, the annual holiday four twenty. Apparently, it's a big thing in Golden Gate Park normally. I wouldn't know. Huh? Did I lose you there? No. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so apparently, uh, it's normally a big thing in Golden Gate Park. Uh, There's a place called Hippie Hill that I never really knew was called Hippie Hill until I heard the local news call it that. So let's just put it there. Uh, But apparently, uh, the kibosh has been put down or was put down on hippie hill so we'll see what happened okay this story from nbc bay area 
The big 420 celebration in the city is looking a little different this year, a lot different. For the second year in a row, San Francisco canceled the annual event due to the pandemic. Instead of gathering on Hippie Hill in Golden Gate Park to celebrate all things marijuana, some cannabis crashers showed up to a party in smaller numbers at Dolores Park. Check out the difference on the left. Whoa, what Golden Gate Park looked like on this day in 2019. Man, there is no room there. Huge crowds on the right, that same area in 2020, empty. Hippie Hill closed off for the second year in a row. Well, that was striking. Uh, yes, many more people, like by a factor of thousands. You know, I stopped going to the Hippie Hill party like a long time ago. On 420, it's kind of like redundant anyway. Right. Well, it was, it was, I mean, it was okay. Like it was okay. Like I guess when I was younger, but then like, the, like getting there was a pain in the ass because even if you took transit, like from a uh, bar, the buses up the hill were always packed. Sometimes you had to wait several buses. Sometimes you ended up walking. Then you got there and like, sometimes there were fights and shit and there were cops everywhere. And it was just like, not the best scene. It wasn't like my, my kind of thing. Feel you there i can definitely feel you there well have no fear like they said in the nbc bay area piece uh the 420 revelers found another place to celebrate their 420-ness certainly did here's from uh ktvu fox 2 day of celebration for the cannabis community ktvu's christian captain is live at dolores park in san francisco a city that has long celebrated the day even before cannabis was legalized in christian this celebration even before cannabis was legalized yeah definitely different than in years past ordinarily we might be over in golden gate park maybe at hippie hill but this year the city is really cracking down <laughs> trying to make sure there aren't any big gatherings so instead we made our way here to dolores park and take a look we found plenty of people they seem to be somewhat spaced apart and sure enough at 4:20, we heard a cheer go up and small puffs of smoke go up in the air 420, April 20th, is here, a day historically when those who enjoy it's cannabis here. partake together at 420 in the afternoon. But or all day. Year, things are a little different. I plan on just kind of taking my time, going on my solo journey, just to, you know, I experience the plant myself. I love her so much. In years past, huge crowds would gather at Hippie Hill and Golden Gate Park. That joint was impressive. Unison. This year, the smoke has been replaced with chain link fences. The city closing off this part of the park until Wednesday. So, San Francisco Mayor London Breed reminding people that with the pandemic, mm. it's simply too dangerous for a large crowd to gather. We don't want a super spreader event because the other thing people do, puff, puff, pass. So what we don't want is really to, to really have an event like that with that many people coming together. At the apothecary on Market Street, the manager said what had been a slow year is picking up. Absolutely. I mean, the line beat me here this morning. They were already waiting when I showed up to unlock the doors. Um, this is exciting. It feels like 420 is back. She says the market is shifting. So those who enjoy cannabis can do so even while social distancing. My new favorite product that is becoming very popular over the last few months our little dog walker joints, personal, safe serve, single size. So you kind of get this little itty bitty and it's just for you and you can get a pack and share them all with your friends so you're not kind of crossing Aww. those boundaries. Those looking to celebrate said they're doing so the same way they've weathered COVID-19 in socially distant pods. Safely, um, well, it's social distancing in the park actually, I guess. We're just gonna go hang out, catch some sun and smoke some weed. 
plan. Right, this is to those fences that we told you about that are up in Golden Gate Park. We can also tell you that the city uh, sent out law enforcement and rangers to some of the city's parks trying to make sure there weren't any large gatherings. Reporting live in San Francisco, Christian Tafton, KTVU, Fox 2 News. And I learned something new. Dog walker joint. Hadn't heard of that before. Christian, <laughs> thanks. She's going to go buy them. She's going to go get a whole pack. And she's not going to share with any of the other anchors. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Watch to the end of all these videos, uh, listener and viewer. Because you never know what you're going to get from KTVU. Looks like, looks like I don't know, all things considered, San Francisco did a pretty good job on 420. If there was people, like, all together on their individual, like, in their little individual spaces, but otherwise people were pretty spaced out over there at Dolores Park. And on 420, mm -hmm. I got to tell you, Dolores Park is also usually a shit show. I mean, anywhere in San Francisco, right? It's probably a shit show normally on 420. So. All during well, Pride Weekend, Dolores Park is a shit show. We just go there to like um, <clears throat> walk around the outside of the park and just kind of see what's going on because there's like no point. Like friends are like, oh, we're at Dolores Park. I'm like, that's great. We'll see you some other time. We're not going to find you at Dolores Park. They're like, no, we're like by like a place where the two sidewalks meet. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Thanks very much for that. That's that's very helpful. Thank you. Now I know exactly where you aren't. <laughs> Can you drop a pin on a map and then just like send that to me? Oh, that doesn't work, unfortunately, with all those fucking devices there. People's like internet connection is bad. Mm -hmm. It like doesn't work. It's not accurate enough. If you're the only mm -hmm. one in the park, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it looked one like day. San Francisco did an um, looked like they they did the, they did an okay job. So very yeah. good. I didn't seem like there was anything wrong happening, so that's good. And, you know, and they, yeah. Hopefully people start new traditions. No, hopefully next, year traditions. By four, hopefully next year by 420, we'll just be able to fucking go how hell people get arrested at Golden Gate Park again. Wouldn't it be nice? Uh, all right, well, um, moving right along uh, to winners and losers, where... Generally, there are no winners, and even if there are, they are they're kind of losers anyway. Um, I'm going to introduce this one this year. The fucking yeah, wildest stories we've done so far have all been from the North Bay. That's very true to this point for sure. Um, I was thinking this this dude needs to whatever happened here. Like it it could be the the Napa pipe bomber. Who knows? So apparently, some dude's car exploded because he bought a bunch of butane to make hash oil. <laughs> And here's the story from the local news. In a startling scene in Santa Rosa, a car exploded, sending debris more than 100 feet in all directions, nearly hitting several people. Take a look at what's left of that small silver car. Nearby cars also damaged. This was in a local strip mall in Santa Rosa. Police say the car's owner was burned on his face, hands, and chest. They say he had bought several butane canisters to process hash oil. The canisters caused that explosion. Police also found meth inside the car. The man was released from the hospital and arrested. Meth. Well, he's double dipping. I mean, <laughs> so I, I'm just not aware. Is there an easier way to make hash than with a big old gang of butane? Um... There are other ways. There's like, um, they're more like industrial though. A lot of presses. Mm. Sometimes they'll use mm. press presses. Sometimes they'll actually use cold so that the, um, I don't know enough about it, but so that the, um, the trichomes will come off. They like basically freeze them off. 
Mm-hmm. Getting that essence, that THC essence. But most of the oil that most of the oil that we get and the the wax we get is processed with some kind of um some kind of solvent. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, um, if you're gonna be doing that, just make sure that you don't you know set it on fire. I don't know how you like if you buy <clears throat> like it's actually kind of hard to explode like cans of butane that you would buy that are available for consumer use because there's a lot there's a lot of regulation around how they're uh put together also i would assume that the the butane canister company doesn't want the bad press of their shit exploding all the time so they also are incentivized to make their product maybe even safer than regulation would require so there's there's some you i think there's some user error going on here yeah one would think right (laughs) some let's say some attempt to improve upon the design of the butane canister maybe because there was meth found in the car and if you know I mean, maybe they tried, he tried to use like two VCRs and an old DVD player to help turn the fucking butane canister into a fucking spaceship while he was like parked in front of the fucking, I don't know what it was there, like a FedEx store or whatever. It looked like a little strip mall. Yeah. yeah it yeah. looked like it was parked in a little strip mall. I mean, there's probably a little um, hardware store there or whatever. We might have, that might have been where this person bought the butane. Or the best damn burrito shop in all of whatever, you know. Yes. In all I mean, of the North if, Bay. If, if they found meth in the car, I don't think the guy was out looking for food. You never know. You never know. It's really hard to find a good burrito after midnight. Probably in Santa Rosa, it's real hard to find a good burrito. It's hard to find a good burrito in Santa Rosa just about any time. Probably. Maybe. So, I don't know. I haven't been in Santa Rosa in a while. So after this next clip, I'm going to have a few things to say, I think. Um, this is about Facebook Ooh. opening part of their Menlo Park campus as a COVID vac- vaccination clinic. How and, nice of them. And this is uh, from NBC Bay Area, and I'm going to have a few things to say after this. Just maybe, a few. Maybe more than a few things to say. Who knows? <laughs> On the peninsula, tech and health merged to help the community. People got vaccinated. At Facebook, NBC Bay Area's Ginger Conahero Saab is on the Facebook campus for us with more. Spacious, comfortable, and organized. That's how people describe the vaccination site here at Facebook. Now, today, over 1,200 people from surrounding underserved communities came to the tech giant's campus to get their shots. What's wonderful is we can now vaccinate all the adults in the family. Today is particularly exciting for Luisa Buado and her team from Ravenswood Family Health Center in East Palo Alto. Throughout the pandemic, she has worked to provide access to COVID testing and now vaccinations to underserved communities. And today, she gets some help from Facebook. We have, uh, to, to improve uh, equity, we have what we call barrier-free vaccine clinics where people can just show up we make sure that they meet the eligibility requirements, which now have all been waived, except for you have to be 18 and older. The vaccination site at Facebook particularly serves three nearby communities, East Palo Alto and the communities of North Fair Oaks and Bellhaven. According to census data, the neighborhood of Bellhaven in Menlo Park reported 52% of COVID cases in the city, prompting its leaders to take action. It's extremely important to do a bottom-up approach when it comes to vaccines to make sure that people who want one have access to it. There's a lot of people. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people. Um, but everything was so organized, so 
So yeah, it was it was pretty smooth. Starting this Saturday and continuing on to every Saturday of the month, Facebook has opened their doors to vaccinate a goal of 10,000 people, even offering shuttle service to their campus from nearby neighborhoods. A big sense of relief is what this Menlo Park man felt after receiving his one-dose J&J vaccine. I feel very relieved because at home I have a 94-year-old mom. And I was worried about bringing something home to her. Today was also a turning point for this man who has not seen his mother in close to two years. It feels amazing. I'm just, uh, my, my mom's actually on the phone. Um, the whole main purpose is really to feel safe about traveling and get home to see her. And when she's vaccinated as well, I can't wait to see her. Facebook's vaccination site is a walk-up site. The only requirements are you must be 18 years or older and either work or live in San Mateo County. In Menlo Park, Ginger Kanahero Saab, NBC Bay Area News. Okay, I mean, whatever. Um, that 10,000 people that they're going to vaccinate doesn't even come close to the millions, possibly tens of millions of people who have been propagandized on Facebook about COVID-19 and the vaccine. They, I think the news had a pretty good opportunity here to contrast that with the vaccine clinic. And... They either don't know about it, which I doubt, or they chose not to. I think it might be a bit of the both. Um, it is, you know, I, I, I can understand. Uh, I can understand why they didn't, but um, they're also, it's also local news. So it's, it sometimes leaves a lot to be desired. Just to be honest. On Thursday, the, one of the top 10 links shared on Facebook was a link to a video on Rumble that was an hour of vaccine misinformation. Well, don't worry, Producer Dave. I mean, they're helping save, save lives with a vaccine clinic. I mean, whatever. I, I, they, you know, better them, do, better them do both than just spread the misinformation and not put up a vaccine clinic, I suppose. I suppose. But you, but I don't know, like it just doesn't seem, it all seems to kind of fall flat when you look at the behavior. Like they still allow ads for anti-vaccine content and content telling people not to wear masks. So like, I just don't think that, I don't think it's time to applaud them. I think they have work to do on, on their own platform and, you know, I don't know, I whatever I, uh, they can put up their little vaccine thing. I don't, I don't think they shouldn't do it, but I just don't think that it's a, uh, I think it's a, uh, if we were to put, going to put th the things on like a, like scales, the misinformation that's going around about vaccines on Facebook, some of which they're monetizing is going to weigh much more heavily than their little vaccine clinic. What's, what's the sound of one hand clapping? <laughs> can you hear that? <laughs> Sounds like I'm masturbating. Yeah, no, uh, that's, that's kind of how it, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of how I think about this situation. Just um, wank me off before October. Um, but thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, for, for the vaccines. So We're our next story, grateful. our next story comes out of San Francisco. We've been covering a little bit about the parklets. Uh, parklets are basically they're setting up temporary, semi-enclosed structures in where the parking spaces would be in front of their businesses to allow people to eat. It looks Correct. like looks like in San Francisco, the city leaders and the retail owners are not seeing eye to eye about the future of the parklets going forward. That would be the case, I'd, I'd say. Very, very astute. 
Well, even post-pandemic, many cities will be keeping those parklets, the outdoor seating on sidewalks and streets. But this alfresco wave isn't good business for everyone. NBC Bay Area's Gianelli has more from San Francisco. Parklets are a popular lifeline for restaurants during the pandemic. As San Francisco elected officials work to pass legislation allowing the popular outdoor dining areas to become permanent, some retailers are raising concerns. But, you know, you have down the street, that restaurant has not even been opened at all, and they have a huge parklet. David Island, mm -hmm. just for fun in Noe Valley, says empty parklets are bad for business, taking up parking and not generating foot traffic for neighboring retailers. Island wants daytime restaurant service to be required for permanent parklets. When you have a parklet that is closed all day long and opens at night when all the stores are closed, it is not doing anything for the community at large. Down the street at Baco. I would like it permanent. Sherry Dominici says while she understands the concern, there just isn't enough demand to be open every day. I can't be at lunch all the time. I'm open Thursday through Sunday, you know, the most busiest, you know, end of the weekend. And Monday and Tuesday, it's a little quiet in this neighborhood. In fact, I'm closed on Monday. With restaurants and retailers focused on recovery in a new landscape, elected officials say it's up to City Hall to serve up a fair solution. We need to hear more from the from the businesses that are being impacted uh, impacted negatively, um, and I think we may need to think a little bit about the concentration of these these parklets. Supervisor Rafael Mandelman says adjustments are expected. Gene Ellie, NBC Bay Area News. Well, fucking not all the restaurants are going to want to keep them. Like, yeah. let, let's wait till everybody can eat inside and then see who really wants to fucking deal with maintaining the, yet a, a small structure outside of their restaurant. Because I bet it's not going to be a very, a super high percentage. Probably not. I think you're right. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. I, I, I think it'll be a mixed match, a mishmash. Um, but if the retail owners and the restaurateurs got together and created like their own whatever business improvement district, maybe they can all work together for the sake of all humankind and indoor dining. My other Semi thing there, indoor, outdoor dining. my other thing there is I just don't care about parking in San Francisco. Like I think, like I think it's like a thing that doesn't matter. You don't go to San Francisco for convenient parking. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that any of these uh, places would go under if there were like, three or four or five or 10 less parking spots on that block. Even, you know, it's like how many people actually park like right outside your place and walk, you know, walk right in. It's one. Well, I, I also just like, I just don't care. I like, don't care about the, 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 the plight of some fucking idiot trying to go park their car in a dense place. I just don't care. Or go a, go a pay for parking, pay for parking in a parking garage or take the bus. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Especially in a place that's built around transit too, right? It's, it's not that difficult to get around San Francisco. All right. Here's a story but that's, that's going to be near and dear to my heart. Oh, San Jose neighborhood neighbors oppose 5G cell equipment installed feet from their homes. No I, way. Really? I'm going to guess Willow Glen or the Rose Garden. I'm going to say Willow Glen adjacent. Gotcha. Somewhere between Willow Glen and downtown. I'll bet you. Okay. Let's take a look. Let's see what's going on here. 
This is Frank Somerville, so maybe maybe he'll maybe he'll say something froggy about the stupid people in the five G. Hopefully, bring it, Frank. The KTVU. Small cellular sites are being put up all over the city of San Jose to improve connectivity and speed. But sometimes those sites are just feet from homes and bedrooms. I want it to be removed. I didn't want it to be installed. We fought as hard as we could, but we got ran over by the city. There has a, uh, that has a group of neighbors upset and blasting the city. Our investigative reporter Brooks Jaros found some residents never even asked for these 5G cells to go up on their streets. That's not how a cell tower works. You don't ask for it. They just fucking put it there. What the fuck? Come on. The city's also been building these into uh, uh, like the light, you know, new uh, street lamp replacements, right? They've got a new uh, contraption that goes up that is wired for 5g so they're trying to connect the world or at least the city so but uh these folks are apparently worried that it's gonna it's gonna give them rabies i fucking did you see this neighborhood too the fucking stone facades on the front of some of these houses and shit this ain't a, this ain't where the fucking where the working class lives yeah i think when i think we were both wrong i think this is either cambrian or Almaden. so a little a little further south in san jose that's just my guess just from looking at the the backdrops yeah, the, the vintage of the homes and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. newer. Little district newer. 9, District 10 council, if, if you are into that sort of thing. Another poll. Okay. On another street. On another San Jose morning. I said, oh on my another God. San Jose? Started, you know. A surprise to some neighbors as a new 5G cellular transmitter is put up just feet from their homes to increase phone data speeds. This tower is completely unnecessary. Our cell phones work fine. Still, AT&T <laughs> picked this spot, applying for a city permit for a small cell site. It's crazy how close this thing is. Too close for comfort. You know, my kids are young they sleep right you know in the room that's facing the street and it's literally five feet from their bedrooms that's despite city law stating mounted antennas must be at least 20 feet away from a person's property they don't care they don't care this couple is taking on a legal fight accusing san jose of not following or enforcing What's its their own youtube rules channel and being left in the dark we had not been notified properly we had not been given the chance to raise our concerns before the city approved the permits. Citywide, we found each of these purple dots represents an approved small cell permit. 1,800 issued so far. <laughs> we own and control all of those street lights, and so they're in the public right of That right of way, the deputy city manager says, exempts any distance requirement. He says the goal is to fix San Jose's historically bad cellular coverage of any major city in the nation. This is essential, and um, almost everybody, uh, even our unhoused residents, depend on connectivity and their cell phone to get around. But some of those residents say... Stop it. Stop it in the residential area. There is a lot of areas in city which is far away from the bedrooms. Research from the federal government and the World Health Organization say there's no link between radiation from base stations and cancer or other illnesses. But the American Cancer Society says it could be many more years before we know the long-term effects. I'm not willing to take the risk to put my you know, kids' health in danger. <laughs> Uh, oh, not no. knowing what the implications are, you know, years down the road. The city mm. says it can't deny permits based on health concerns or complaints. It also doesn't get to decide where the 5G cells get to go. 
AT&T told us they're put in high traffic areas based on customer needs and the availability of a suitable structure. It seems to me right now AT&T is taking the uh, easiest path, not the safest path. AT&T and other carriers are leasing these light poles, paying the city $750 a pole per year, bringing in millions. The bottom line is that the cities are profiting from that while having no concern for their residents. Neighbors feeling sold out and not going quietly. It's going to be a you know, hard and long fight. Despite the city promising high-speed service. I'm all for 5G as long as they don't uh, put it here. You know, they're not as close to homes as, as uh, in this. Especially case. mine. Right now, 850 of these are working. The city says the money it receives from poll rentals goes into a digital inclusion fund. $10 million set aside for the 95,000 residents it says are not connected. I'm Brooks Rose, KTVU Fox 2 News. Yo, they learned to be afraid of 5G on Facebook. Right. Uh, uh, well. <laughs> I don't know. What I, I don't know. I mean, I know. This what do you is, know? This is... Like, okay, one thing about 5G is, like, it's lower power than other kinds of cell communication. That's why there's so, um, so many towers, because it's, it's shorter range. If it's the, if it's the, like, the millimeter wave or the, is it 60 gigahertz, it's, it's short wave, so it doesn't go through your walls as well. So they have to put them in more places so that they work, like, on the streets. There's just no evidence that, that they're, that they cause any harm. It's not You're even. You're just saying that. You're just saying that, man, because it's not five feet from your window. <clears throat> I don't even know if there's a fucking 5G tower near my place, right? Uh, but right. also, this isn't a, like a kind of microwave radiation that wasn't being used before for other things. No, it's nothing new. Well, I mean, it's new, but it's it's nothing new in terms of in uh, in terms of that. Yeah, this so, part of the spectrum was already being used for other things. Yeah, it's, it's not terribly surprising, though, that people are going to get up in arms in San Jose and certain certain parts of San Jose, too. Uh, just because they, remember, they paid good money to live in this neighborhood or that neighborhood. And they've been here for this many years. And how can you do this without a community meeting? We should be able to vote on this. And little do they know that once they get vaccinated, they themselves are a 5G hotspot anyway. So, I mean, come on. Right. The same people probably don't even vote on a regular basis anyway. They maybe, just... maybe not. But, I mean, they're going to forget about this pretty quick. Because, like, they're, they're, I think their legal action is going to go nowhere. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully some of these people have a Facebook page, though. Or, like, a, like they're doing videos about the 5G towers. That'd be nice. If there was, like, a San Jose star moon that came out of this. I think I might have found that that person, um, but I'm going to have to go back to the tape from a commission meeting last week, I think. Um, sounded like some young lady broadcasting on Twitch, going into the public comment live. It just sounded very interesting, but I couldn't find her after searching. So you're, very, but you're a better Twitch sleuth than I am. Very poor marketing on her part. I thought so. Um, I, but she did drop a username. I just... I searched for it and could not find it. So that uh, might be spelled weird or whatever. 
what I we'll, find is we'll, easiest we'll find to do her. is if, if it's something like that, I put Twitch and then what I think it's spelled like into Google and then Google sometimes will fix it for you if they, if they've scraped it. So true. We shall find them. We shall find them. So up anyway. next is a follow-up from a story we covered, I don't know, a month ago. A month, now it was much longer than that. It was like two or three months ago. This uh, one, yeah. It, it, but I do recall. I do recall. Uh, we've had a lot of interesting um, stories since the since the COVID. Um, and this is a very covid disc down ballot kind of a story. Yeah, so uh, basically people refused to wear a mask in this guy's car, and then they like threw his phone, and he was the Uber driver, and I guess she pleaded, she pled not guilty, even though the whole thing's on fucking tape. Oh, the girl in the middle, like, wishes she didn't exist. Now you have to get beat the fuck up. Now you must get beat the fuck up. What's up? You don't touch my property. You don't buy it. You don't buy it. I bought it. I work hard for it. It's not in the middle of nowhere. So, what's up? Go. Bitch ass nigga, you think you can make us out in the middle of the fucking thing? Are you stupid? I only have to like do something. Did I told you to get out in the gas station? You didn't. Okay, well, they pled not guilty, one of them. If it was the gal in the middle, she looked like she wished she could disappear, but I have a feeling it was the gal who did the coughing who uh, who was the one who pled not guilty. Did she plead not guilty to coughing, or did she plead not guilty to murder? Because well, obviously no one was murdered, so I can understand that. <laughs> but what it, did she plead not guilty to? Well, I, I was a little disappointed that there was no actual local news story. They just re-showed the, uh, the original video, and I can't be bothered to read a news article, especially not on the show. Um, no, but of course not. If it was either of the it's two the on the either side, they're certainly like the one who tried to grab his phone, like tried to fucking destroy his property, like coughing on him, even if like doing it kind of jokingly as assault, like, and like, I don't know, there should be like special, there should be maybe additional protections for like people who do that job too, because they're driving you around and shit and you're in their car, right? both for passenger and for driver. Actually, there should be additional protections. I think there should be should be some enhancement or whatever if the driver or the passenger initiates some kind of violent or potentially violent com- confrontation all right well yeah. time time to get the bay area to get your house in order that's true that's so very it's ex- true it's expensive as fuck to live in the bay area and uh some people think they're going to fix that but i'm getting the feeling that we're not gonna be fans of this story there's gonna be something wrong with it i'm guessing we shall see, but I'm getting the same feeling. So I just had to live in my car. Yotham Teferi's face mask can't mask the pain he's experienced the past year. Like so many newly homeless due to the pandemic, he finds himself at the Trinity Center in Walnut Creek, looking for a hot meal and a place to wash up. He had an apartment and job at a restaurant in Berkeley until the pandemic shut it down. Now he sleeps in his car. Very difficult because... Uh, you just you have to pretty much like sleep while sitting. You can't really lay down because there's not much room. The regional task force says this new proposal will have counties working together as a unified group to secure more state and federal funding for both temporary and permanent housing for the entire region. We have a system of care 
that is designed to only help a certain amount of people. And frankly, the system is overloaded and we have people with a variety of different circumstances who are now experiencing a housing crisis. We have to get customized. We have to get surgical. We have to assess how we're currently spending our resources. A recent housing study showed 35,000 residents in the Bay Area living outdoors and hundreds of thousands more living paycheck to paycheck. And that study was done before the pandemic. Can't just go to the coffee shop and use a computer and hang out in the library. So we have become even more of a, a, a home and a community center for people who truly could not otherwise shelter in place. There's a lot of people in a situation worse than I am. At least me, I'm a year. There's some with 10 years. But Yotham hopes to get back to work again soon and get his life back. If you're looking to hire, you know where to find him. I want me to support and I'm a good person and I'm a fun person to be around. In Walnut Creek, Sharon Katsuda, NBC Bay Area News. Okay, that wasn't problematic, but it's also like it was just like a like a like a like almost like a puff piece about the plight of the unhoused. I don't know. It it definitely was, but and planted by elected officials to be sure. Um, but it is something that is uh, well uh, needed and welcomed. No matter to me, it's like okay, good. At least you're. Even if you're just trying to generate a puff piece in the media, at least you're doing something. Um, but yeah, they've, uh, the the bigger question is how we um, how we can all coordinate on this locally, like within Santa Clara County, not just county to county, because um, even within a county, the cities are just not agreeing on whose responsibility it is to build what. Um, so we need to have a lot better uh, intersectionality, shall we say? amongst our cities uh, if, if we're really going to solve this problem. No, no, this is just all really easy. You just give them homes. There have been places outside of California, even in places that we, you know, blue cities and red states have just like fucking Salt Lake City just fucking housed all their homeless. I I wish it could be so. I wish that it could be so. I want to say, I it's, think it was Salt Lake City. I, I'm like 90% sure it was Salt Lake City. There's a, there's a certain... Uh, apartment complex on uh, Pedro Street, right right near Willow Glen, Tony Willow Glen, right across the creek. It runs by the, uh, the San Jose Swimming Racket Club. And there's an old uh, apartment complex. It's been, it's been vacant for three years. No owner, no occupant for three years. So it's just sitting there, collecting dust. And the city is, and nonprofit partners are coming in to uh, rehabilitate it and turn it into transitional housing for folks who are currently homeless. Uh, and of course, the, the community meeting the other night blew up. We'll get some video of that. Hopefully they'll, they'll, they've recorded it and we'll put it out there. Um, but it, it apparently was very juicy as far as the, the commentary go, goes uh, from the, the folks who were opposed to this development. And not even in development, just a repurposing of the land that was n- not being used for shit and was set up for people to live on the um, building, like across the, I guess the driveway or whatever, like uh, buildings are set up weird here. It's been vacant yeah. for years. There's four units in there. The guy who owns it is, is an asshole. I think the city should just fucking put, put the unhoused in there and give that guy eight bucks a month for each of those units. Tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> like, um, there's a couple things that I think I don't, I don't know like the legalities of it or whatever, but I think, um, some of the stuff that could be going on is uh, like when banks own homes, they should start getting fines for not selling the fucking house. 
Um, it takes the pressure off. It doesn't solve homelessness or the unhoused, but it certainly fucking, it certainly would provide an exhaust valve a little bit and like bring down some of the housing costs by increasing availability. Also, um, give landlords like the garbage pile who owns the place across the way, some incentive to allow low income or even unhoused folks to move in at like mm -hmm. a reduced rate. And I don't know how to incentivize that or whatever, you know, the fucking, I'm not, the, I'm not a fucking policy wonk. Right. But there's a lot of un. there's a lot just on my street. There's a lot of vacant property. Um, not, yeah, absolutely. not all of it's for rent. Some of it is, I don't know what they're, you know, write-offs for people because they have, have an investment property that aren't renting out. I don't know. Don't know. Um, maybe, maybe it's, they plan on remodeling it and then they didn't do it or whatever, but there's a lot of vacant, there's a lot of vacant housing in the Bay area. And I feel like, I feel like we can put the vacant housing and the people who are unhoused, we can put them together in some kind of way that, I don't know, fucking works for everybody. There's gotta be a way to do it. And I don't think there's a lot of incentive to do it. Cause like you were saying the uh, there's an apartment complex. I don't know where it is or whatever. And it, it's kind of irrelevant where it is, except that it's near Willow Glen. So I guess that makes it more relevant, um, but only to the fucking terrible people in Willow Glen. But it seems like everybody's like, Oh, this is a crisis. I, I don't want to see the homeless when I go to this place or that place. Oh, great. Well, there's an, a vacant apartment in your, uh, in your general vicinity. We were going to go through, make sure everything's up to code. Fucking make sure everybody's got a refrigerator and put some uh, put some of the unhoused people there. They're like, oh no, not that! Don't well, do that. <laughs> we we really want to help these people, um, but uh, yeah, could we do it over there, like in that general vicinity over there? Um, yeah, but if I had a nickel, I swear to God, Peter Dave, I, we'd be rich. I would be buying you burgers every night at Brown Chicken Brown Cow when this is all over. Um, and French fries too, garlic French fries. Very good. Uh, oh, so delicious. Once we're all um, vac once we're vaxadoodled, we're gonna have a burger summit. <laughs> but if I saved like a quarter for every time I heard someone say that, you know, at a community meeting or a city council meeting or one of our elected officials, even or many of our elected officials, I care so much um, about the plight of the unhoused, and then turn around and vote against, you know, very sensible solutions. Um, and everything's just done piecemeal. You know what I'm glad it's, went away is that fucking tiny house bullshit. Mm, speaking of piecemeal, yeah, yeah. Like well, the reason one, I'm glad that parcel at a time. The reason I'm glad that went away is that there's there's no way to make those two stories. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. You're gonna put them like ten feet apart in like some fucking parking lot, and then you're gonna make them make make us tear them down later. Like, that's not no. Government mm -hmm. housing gets a bad rap because it was fucking not even mismanaged by municipalities, counties, and states, but because it was built and then not the federal government then didn't follow through on their part of the funding. Uh, Ronald Reagan. Anybody? Ronald Reagan. Anybody? Ronald Who? Reagan. Who? Who? You know, Ronald Reagan, anybody? Um, was he the president? There, there's a scene in The Wire where the whole community comes out to fucking applaud public housing being knocked down to put up condos. And it's like the end of one of the seasons of the wire. And it's clear what the, you know, what the message there is. It's like even the fucking, even the fucking people that live there that are trying to figure out where to live now are like out there watching the thing get blown up and fucking applauding. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Where the fuck are you going to live now? And the luxury condos they're putting there? I don't think so. And so yeah. like there's there public housing could be fine. I don't see what the, what the fucking problem is. You build f like fucking low rises or whatever. 
fucking yeah. you know out of out, fucking build a high rise i don't care fuck it build build a high rise on my street fucking great. oh man block yeah, the sun that... block the sun sometimes <laughs> i I, pr I said as much pretty much during a that little campaign that little uh ego trip that i went on uh for city council that one time i told someone that or i told i didn't just tell someone that i said that at a forum and I heard about it the very next day <laughs> when I knocked on someone's door. They said, oh, I really liked you. But yeah, that that's just not going to fly with me. Um, you know, well, I really want to help the unhoused, but, uh, but do our, it, our poor neighbors. Do it on the east side. <laughs> right. right. Can you can we build it over there? Just build it over there. But where over there. Over there. You know what? If they, over there. If if there was yes, public housing in there. San Jose and it was on the east side, that'd be fine, actually. There are fucking hundreds of units of public housing where it was like means tested based. You could be, you know, you'd take a, take a look at your income. You'd get, a, you know, you'd get the help you need. You can't be evicted, you know, yeah. like yeah. That, that'd be fine. Put it on the east side, but fucking put it somewhere. But no, yeah. because fucking the, the fucking TV media didn't help either. Cause all them cop shows, they're like, oh, we got to go to the projects to pick up the perp. And it's like, oh, great. Now everybody on TV thinks that the housing project has the perp in it. You know, everybody's sitting at home watching Law and Order is like, oh, oh, the perp, they're in the housing project. Well, no, most of those people are not the perp, actually. There's perps in every fucking neighborhood. There's somebody mm -hmm. There's somebody in my neighborhood, somebody in your neighborhood with a warrant out for their arrest, right? Like The phone call is coming from inside the house. The phone call is coming from inside the house. Right, um, and... And the yeah. other thing is like when you underfund a place like that and then the people aren't getting the services they need and the building starts to get run down, then the people don't like living there either. So they don't give a fuck about the place either because they're like, why should I give a fuck about this place? This pipe's been leaking in the hallway for three months, you know? Right. Right. If you don't give no, a fuck about it, why should I? It, it's a, And the saddest state of affairs is that we let the politics get in the way so that, you know, even if these projects do get done, it's like one, it's a one-off or a two-off or just one at a time, uh, kind of a piecemeal solution when we could be, you know, addressing things in a more comprehensive way and not getting into battles over like every individual project, but more like the concepts behind what we're trying to do. And that, but that's too much to ask, I suppose, of our local government governance. But um, it's, you know, you'd like to think that the folks that we're voting for to represent us in in government in our little republic here um you'd like to think that they knew what they were doing but um well they do sometimes, unfortunately well they do and they either don't give a shit or they do and they don't at the same time or it's like johnny canis that guy's for public housing that dude's fucking mm -hmm. highly competent knows exactly what the fuck he's doing it's not that he doesn't know what he's doing at all it's that he knows exactly what the fuck he's doing I'd like to right. have him on here and fucking dress him down a little bit about the fucking plight of the fucking working class in San Jose sometime. Like, well, he is running for county supervisor, so maybe you can challenge him to debate. Oh, he's running for county supervisor. He ain't never coming on this show. He saw what happened to you in your run after you came on. <laughs> that was back when nobody fucking listened to anything we were doing, but they fucking, everybody's like, I heard that one thing. Heard that one thing about the hot tub. Not voting for that guy. Netflix and chill, baby. Um, yeah, no, it, it it it's it's an intransigent situation, intransigent situation. Sorry, I mean um, it's what's going to happen. I think the way this will work, and it's going to be fucked up, right? But there's going to be 
It's going to be some public-private partnership in some place. not going to be here. It's going to be some fucking trendy mm. place that, like, everybody's claiming mm. all the Silicon Valley people are moving to, maybe, like, Austin or Fort Lauderdale right. or whatever. And it's going to be some, it's going to be, like, H-O-U-S-R, Hauser, right? It'll be, like, somebody will raise some Peter Thiel venture capital because Peter Thiel will think that he'll be able to, like, I don't know, drink the blood of the poor babies or something to stay young. And But then it'll work, right? <laughs> it'll be like, oh, actually, we could build public housing. And if we yeah, maintain we- it, the people that live there will call us when something's broken and then we can go fix it and it could be a nice place for people to live and work and in you know fixing shit when it gets broke like, right somebody somebody from the too. somebody from the unhoused community who used to be a super great you're the super now fill out this form you know let's let's get you let's get you up on the super here's the phone numbers you need here's your office Genius. Let's, let's go let's go genius nope. or somebody oh, who wants beautiful. to learn how to be the super fuck it like job training program Oh, beautiful. Let's well, I mean, do this. The super, I mean, the super just needs a list of people to call, right? The super's not, the super like needs a list of people to call and needs to kind of understand how to deal with rent. But if it's public housing, sure. that's all dealt with by some, you know, elephantine unfair bureaucracy. So the super wouldn't have to, but like, there's so much stuff you could, you know, there's so many, so many interesting things we could do with public housing. And I think it just got a bad rap because it's just associated with, you know, through, through all forms of media basically it's associated with crime oh for sure are you kidding yeah homelessness and low-income housing all equated with crime criminal activity nefarious intent um and not well for the most part not reality at all um so to the extent it's not surprising to the extent that the rate of crime is higher there (laughs) it's economic pressure these are going to be economic crimes (laughs) <laughs> sorry economic crimes like d- dope dealing right you don't you don't deal mm. dope because that's your fucking dream in life you deal dope because you need money and sure i mean and it's an easy enterprise for you ah, to you well, know, see a, I, see a profit it depends get into depends who depends depends who thinks you're stepping on their toes this is true be how careful. big their shoes are be careful pay your dues but yeah, Especially this is, we're never, this is industry. like this, the problem with, uh, the problem, like, okay, there's just not enough affordable housing for regular people anyway. And mm. people who have a good deal, like I got, I got an okay deal here. I'm staying put. Right. Um, but why there's no fucking reason for me to have this monstrosity of an apartment, right? I'm just staying put because it's fucking easy. And if, if there was like some, if some pressure could be released on the, uh, on the, the rental market, Maybe I get something smaller with fucking new amenities and pay around the same, you know, one less bedroom, you know, I don't know. Like it's, there's just, there's just like so many ways, so many angles from which this could be attacked. Um, you know, making it, making it difficult for people to sit on property that's not being lived in, uh, Mm -hmm. making it expensive to have a fucking vacation home somewhere, making it expensive to own more than one home unless you can prove you're like your fucking kids are living in it. Yep, and even once your kids become an adult, you're like, well, they're not paying rent. Guess what? They get to help you pay this tax, don't they? You know, yep. like, or like not adults, but like out of college, or you know, you, you do something, and like none of this is being done. And so, nope. you know, what's happening here? You know, unfortunately, um, a lot of the people that are leaving San Francisco are coming to San Jose, and you know, some of them are going to other places in California, and some of them are going to places out of state, but. A non-insignificant number of those people who are paying like these high rents in San Francisco are like, wait, I can rent a house in South South San Jose for that. Oh, I can rent a nice big apartment in Campbell for what I'm paying here. 
you know, so they mm-hmm. come, they come here because they don't want to leave mm-hmm. the Bay Area. They just left San Francisco. And, you know, some of them maybe moved up to Sacto. Um, you know, maybe some of them moved to like less dense areas, but you know, it's like, we, we could do something about this and we're just not going to do it. Uh, it's, it's going to continue to be a problem because Dude. the, to do something about it is hard because you have to piss off people who own, own homes and vote. Right. Yeah. And uh, show absolutely. up at the city council meeting. Absolutely. It's, it's just going to take political will. I think there's public will there. I think um, when, when it comes down to it, but it's going to take political gumption and growing some ovaries and some testicles and just, you know, doing what's right and saying, fuck it. Like, I'm not, <laughs> what do you care about your next election? Just do something good. And People will remember it. The other thing is like, if there was public housing put into all these, you know, these little neighborhoods after a while, people would fucking forget it's there. Are you kidding? Yeah. All, all this brouhaha over, you know, public housing over opportunity housing, right? Duplexes and triplexes. And oh my guy, oh my Lord, they're all among us anyway. You know, every look around any neighborhood in San Jose or the South Bay or Campbell, you see a mix of all t- sorts of different kinds of housing. You see a, a whole mix of different kinds of people some places. Well, we're um, <laughs> luckily like where I live, like even in like the downtown part, like where it's mm-hmm. all like single family homes, there's four plexes, six plexes, even small complexes. Yep. Yeah. Like mixed in there, but it's absolutely other side of Winchester. There's just straight solid fucking like Fremont style suburbia. Right. And I think, yeah, I think the people who live closer to the downtown area here are probably the less greasy of the wheels. It's going to be the people who are on the other side of Winchester, like where all the schools are and stuff. Who are like, oh, don't put apartments here. It's like, well, why? Those apartments just fucking four blocks away <laughs> over by the yeah, fucking but, Safeway. But that's, Shut up. That's fine. Four blocks away is fine. That's over there. It's not right here. Don't put that 5G out front in my house. Listen, uh-huh. like if, we, if you let us build the apartments here, we'll just put the 5G antennas only in front of the apartment buildings. <laughs> Then, then you, then those people are fucked. They're like, well, shit. Now I just look like an asshole. <laughs> Put the five G on the public housing. That'll get him. Um, Drive well, the conspiracy that... theorists nuts too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, heading down ballot for down ballot watch. Oh, um, there, it, it seems as though the recall against Gavin Newsom is on its way to getting to the ballot. I am so like, I am so we'll call it stream turned on by this. Um, but it seems, it seems as though everyone's getting into this race. So I'm, I'm thinking producer Dave, you might want to run. Fuck. No, I'm just going to throw fucking bombs from the outside figuratively. Of course. I mean, the, the first story up, uh, maybe we'll let the story run and we'll talk a little bit about the, the recall. Cause I have some really fun predictions for the recall election. First of all, I, I've read some polling data. It looks like even if they get the signatures to get it on the ballot, Gavin Newsom's not going to be removed. It d- doesn't even look like it'll be close. Yeah, that's that is true from what I've seen. But having Caitlyn Jenner run as a Republican, it'll, it'll twist some people's brains up in an interesting way, and it'll be fun. Yes. So here's indeed. here's a news story from KTVU to Fox News about how Caitlyn Jenner may. Oh nope, Caitlyn Jenner is running is running yeah there's a, there's no may fuck so, so so right now caitlin jenner is driving the clown car which is actually a bad scenario because the driving record not so good uh anyway 
of California, the former Olympian and transgender activist making the announcement just this morning and will start campaigning possibly as early as next week. KTV's Ali Rasmus joins us live this afternoon with more on the Republican who is looking to unseat Governor Newsom in this potential recall election, uh, Ali, come this fall. That's right, a recall election that uh, many political analysts say is very likely to happen this fall. And that's why Caitlyn Jenner, one of the latest Republicans saying that they are going to run uh, to unseat the governor. Now, Caitlyn Jenner is known to many as a former reality star from the show Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but she's also a former Olympic gold medalist, transgender activist and lifelong Republican. Caitlyn Jenner is joining at least three other Republicans to try and unseat Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom in a recall election expected to happen in the fall. In her first statement as an official candidate, Jenner hit on some of the talking points brought up by Republicans in favor of the recall. She says, quote, small businesses have been devastated because of the lockdowns. An entire generation of children have lost a year of education and have been prevented from going back to school. She goes on to say this isn't the California we know. This is Gavin Newsom's California, where he orders us to stay home, but goes out to dinner with his lobbyist friends. Jenner describes herself as economically conservative and socially liberal. She is a lifelong Republican. Anytime we have you know, celebrities uh, in, in prominent celebrities entering the race, it can help generate media coverage, and that can bring some unpredictability. In the 2003 California recall election, more than 130 candidates ran. A crowded field can improve the odds for long-shot candidates. You only need a, a plurality of the vote. So, you know, someone with, you know, 40 or you know, even less than that, theoretically, percent of the vote could actually win if there's lots of candidates on the ballot. Jenner was an initial supporter of President Donald Trump, but later criticized him for his anti-transgender policies. Mr. Trump's former campaign manager, Brad Parscale, is also working with Jenner's campaign. Oh, no. The LGBTQ advocacy Ooh, organization of Quality California responded to Jenner's candidacy this morning, saying, Caitlyn Jenner spent years telling the LGBTQ community to trust Donald Trump. We saw how that turned out. Now she wants us to trust her. The tweet goes on to say, hard pass, stop the recall. Gavin Newsom's his whole strategy is really going to try to tie the recall to Trump supporters and Trump advisors and Trump himself. And so to the extent that he can do that, I think is uh, to his advantage. Although Donald Trump earned more than six million votes in California, he remains deeply unpopular now, Jenner is expected to begin campaigning and traveling across the state on a listening tour to meet with voters next week. Reporting live, Ali Rasmus, KTVU, Fox 2 News. Let the campaign begin. All right, Ali, thank you for that. So the Let news the does a bit of a bad begin. job there, I think. They could have real quickly explained that the way a recall works is you are asked a, t a question on top, basically. It's like, would you like to remove the governor? Right. You vote yes or no. 50% plus one of the people vote no, it's over. The, the, the governor stays. But everybody, right. whether you vote yes or no, gets to vote on the second line, which Correct. is if the governor is removed, which of these candidates would you like to vote for for the um, to, to replace the to governor? To be the governor, yeah. And, so uh, We'll have those numbers no matter what, too. That's the best part. So even if he even if he beats the recall back, um, we'll still have all that data to, to call through of <laughs> who voted for who. Because even if you vote no on the recall, I mean you've got to vote something, right? You can't just leave it blank, right? And be like, I just I have faith that Gavin Newsom won't be recalled, so 
I'm not going to vote for anyone to replace him. I I will vote for. I will vote. I will be voting no on the recall. Um, I think that Gavin Newsom has made mistakes, but those mistakes have generally been optics mistakes, not policy mistakes. Yes. Here on down ballot, we care about policy. And his optics mistakes haven't been, like I said, the N-word on Twitter, right? <laughs> like It's not like something egregious like that. He fucked up. He went to the French Laundry during the pandemic. My yeah. understanding is that the French Laundry was following all the rules when that party went there. I mean, regardless, he gave he gave people way too big of an opening and right. too big of a door to, to, to drive a Mack truck through. But at the same time, you're right. It's in, in the greatest scheme of things. It's, it's an optical illusion. And and but let's go. Let's move on. More importantly, more importantly, California was hit early with COVID mm. before people even really knew what it was. Because here in Santa mm -hmm. Clara County, actually, and all throughout, not like total number of cases because we also have the most cats because we have the most fucking people, right? So we have the most pet cats too. But all throughout. The state has done fairly well considering how dense some of our state is. And um, yeah, I think he has deferred to the experts on COVID-19. And if the re recall is just about him having deferred to the experts on COVID-19 and then having gone to the French Laundry, you know, yeah, you shouldn't have gone to the French Laundry. Whoever fucking was running his PR should have been like, no, you don't do that. Not good. Or his fundraising for that matter. That's probably what it was. I'm more than likely. But, uh... <clears throat> But this is going to be great, yo. There's going to be QAnon candidates. There's going to be anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers. Yes. Fucking Mike and, Cernovich might run. And Austin Bennett, of course. Austin Bennett's going to, no, he's going to try to run. And then he's going to try, he's going to complain that he didn't get on the ballot. And then he's going to try to sue people. But then he's going to probably end up getting himself arrested again. And um, run a writing campaign and get maybe like, you know, a thousand votes. And. It's going to be the most fun. I can't wait. It's, it's going to be, be the most fun. It's going to be fabulous. Um, well, uh, shall we move a little further down the ballot? We got All one right, more well, here. Santa Clara uh, County uh, Deputy, or sorry, District Attorney Jeff Rosen is up for re-elect next year. He was first elected in 2010 in a very close race over a Republican incumbent, as I recall. And uh, he's now trying to prove his progressive creds um, uh, in order to, you know, fend off any potential challengers for his reelection, which he's rumored to have. Challenges um, from the left. Correct. Challenges from the left. Um, can't name names at this point because they're not official yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll be discussing this race oh, anyway. Well, you, I mean, who, who is, who is, who are the, 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 the who are the who are the a, who are the squawkers squawking about? There is a public, a certain public defender who shall remain nameless at this point, um, who who is very seriously considering a run. So, and lining up, lining up his uh, his pawns and his his chess pieces and all that fun stuff. So, um, we'll get we'll get into that in a future down ballot. I'm, this is I'm, actually, I'm inclined to vote for public offenders for the DA position because they're going I, to have interacted with the defendants and they're going to be. I think they will. Use, exercise more discretion I, I tend to lean more that generally. way to myself yeah i definitely lean that way myself um i think that especially i, I you there takes a certain empathy i think to be a public defender to be honest with you it's a really thankless job it's not well paid as far as you know being an, a licensed attorney goes um so 
Yeah, I definitely take those people very seriously. Ashkara, our local uh, assembly member, um, that's where he came from, or the the um, background he had before he was elected to the city council uh, was also a, like, uh, as a public defender. Also, like, then they know the people at the public defender's office, and in the case where a deal needs to be struck, they'll mm-hmm. be able to, you know, just call somebody and be like, hey, let's, you know, in the before times, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee. You know, I want to talk to you about a couple cases. You know, can we, exactly. Can we before, you know, before we meet in the office, would it be okay to talk off the record? I want to see what's going on here and what your, your yep. feel for these things are. Like, yep. <clears throat> and I almost feel like, I don't know. I almost feel, I mean, because these are elected positions, it doesn't matter, but I almost feel like not having been a public defender in a big city should almost be a disqualifier for being the the DA. It almost seems to me you should be, you should experience all sides, um, prosecuting for the state and defending for the state and maybe even potentially being a criminal at some point. <laughs> I think we need to, we need to see these things from a holistic perspective and the people that are, that we elect, especially the people that we elect to oversee these things really need to look at it that way. It's My- not piecemeal. It's like the, it's the whole body. You have to look at the whole uh, situation and, and try to figure out best you can how to systemically unravel the so bullshit best best possible scenario for a da somebody gets thrown in like a convicted of a crime their conviction gets overturned either because just let's just say the state actually didn't prove their case or the state you know maybe they were not guilty maybe they were guilty but then they go oh yeah now i'm gonna fuck the system and i'm gonna be a public defender and i'm gonna help other people and they're like oh now i can be the da and yeah. so they're they can be running for office and ask the other da hey have you ever been in a jail cell I was in hey, jail man. cell for a crime that I was eventually acquitted of. Have you? Right. Hey, I didn't do that. Do you even know anything about, oh man, it would be such a, it would be amazing. So what's, what's going on with Jeff Rosen here? Um, is I, I presume he, you said he defeated a Republican. So I assume he's of the he's left. A, he's of the left, but he's of the, the mod left, you know, the, the Sam Licardo old guard kind of, you know, white, the, white the man's overbite. The, 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 the the downtown property developer left yeah exactly that kind of left you're you're getting you're getting it you're getting it um uh so he's been trying to look though you know more left and more woke than he actually is um and it's kind of biting him in the butt here although i don't know how much traction this is getting but um one of his deputies um who is of uh, aapi descent um wrote an op-ed in a local uh news outlet um, about his, you know, feelings about the current spate of hate that's going uh, that's going un, unchecked against the uh, API community, and uh, apparently, the DA's office did not take and Jeff Rosen's office basically did not take very lightly to um, this deputy's uh, going out there and expressing his opinion. The sort of retaliatory actions began immediately at 8.30 in the morning. That's the response prosecutor Daniel Chung says he received to an op-ed he wrote in the Mercury News in February. In it, he questioned what he called progressive prosecutors in L.A. and San Francisco for, quote, creating a revolving door for repeat offenders. His editorial was published as attacks against the AAPI community were beginning. I had written a piece from my heart 
um, about issues that I really cared about. At the time, Chung was prosecuting serious violent felonies. He says he was quickly demoted to two other units and efforts to set up a meeting with his boss, District Attorney Jeff Rosen, failed. The DA's office declined to speak with me, saying it does not comment on personnel matters. We've never talked. I, I've been wanting to talk to him since then to explain everything to him. Instead, Chung says he's likely facing suspension. I think that our office uh, certainly does a lot of things well. Uh, I think that Jeff has implemented a lot of good things for our community, and I give him credit for that. But there are certain uh, things that have been happening recently where I feel and like so I he's pivoting more for political expediency. Chung says while implementing justice reform, prosecutors have lost sight of the rights of victims. Chung knows those words might be enough to get him fired. Hopefully if some good changes can come about from me speaking out, uh, I think I would be very happy, um, even if it comes at personal expense. Damian Trujillo, NBC Bay Area News. Yo, this is the prosecutor's office. There is almost surely policy that one could find on doing media. Yes. No, I mean, uh, he, the, this, this gentleman did admit that, you know, well, probably shouldn't have had my title, used my title in the byline, that kind of thing. Um, needed to, or needed to be really clear that I'm expressing my own opinion. Um, so yeah, he he definitely is not blameless in this matter. But at the same time, um, it's uh, I I don't know that this story is also not appearing you know of its own volition. Um, sometimes these are the kind of things that get pushed upon the local media to make some noise about someone um, when there's really not as much there. But you know, I take the guy's word if he was reassigned. Uh, without you know proper uh, due process, then yeah, he should absolutely press the issue, um, especially well, if it means especially if it means that you know um, clients or other folks are getting hung out to dry. Ready for the cynicism? Cynicism, go for it. Yes, give me that cynicism. There's a non-zero chance that the person who wrote this op-ed knew this was going to happen, and might possibly become a victim of cancel culture mm -hmm. and then might be able to make the rounds as a victim of cancel culture on Tucker, on Ruben, maybe on the Sam Harris show on, you know, <clears throat> I don't know, like fucking might end up on Fox's the five as a panelist. Like there's, there's definitely a media pipeline for those mm -hmm. who have been canceled. And if this guy gets canceled for saying we're not being tough enough on crime, where he's taking a conservative position, especially here in Silicon Valley, where there's a lot of, we'll call it right wing talking head political heat coming from places outside of Silicon Valley, uh, complaining about Silicon Valley. They have valid complaints, but they, they have, it doesn't like our, what goes on in our prosecutor's office really is, you know isn't their valid complaint. Their valid complaint is all the anti-vaccine shit off Facebook. That's also not what they're complaining about because that's people who watch their show. They're just complaining that they're getting canceled. And I'm telling you, there's some chance here that, that this guy knows that if he gets fired, he can go on that cancel culture, cancel, cancel culture tour and possibly a grift. Just like we were saying about the guy with the church who wouldn't close his, close his church. Oh, absolutely. Um, and he, he like, look, he got himself on TV. He actually had a, a, a 
there was even a news story off of his op-ed, off of the comments and the response to it. So, um, balling on him, he's he's improved his brand. Um, maybe he'll run for for DA. Who knows? It's it's maybe, possible. Maybe he can get crowded. It's it's possible, but I don't think he would. <clears throat> I don't think he'd fare very well. Yeah, well, we have to be seen. I mean, the the DA has a well-oiled political machine behind him, so we shall see what happens. We'll ke- we'll keep an eye on it as we keep an eye on all things down ballot during down ballot watch. Um, but speaking of down ballot watch, we're gonna cruise into the last part of the show, the down end, uh, and another thing. And uh, normally, you know, typically we like to have like nice little animal love or some some human interest um and this kind of combines both those things yeah and it's a follow-up from last week it's a fucking bear yeah. sun bear sun is back well, and he's bear in the sun, bay area bear sun is almost san francisco i mean i can't believe how fast he walked that's impressive it's been two weeks i guess yeah i guess i i, I have to think about how far i could probably walk if i just like walked all day if that was all i was doing walking in a bear suit in a bear suit right <laughs> i don't know on the on the side of the road like i don't know but let's let's see what he's up to 717 right now and a giant bear is walking not along a giant Mon- bear Monterey it's not even as big as most Morgan bears Hill. so yes. watch out i guess uh on a journey a long one actually it's coming to an end from la to san francisco <laughs> Uh, and he's not fitting in the turning heads the entire way bear sun (laughs) joining us live to explain why bear sun good morning where's the mic how's it how's it going james and dario he's speaking good morning where's the mic this is amazing you sound so good wait what's your real name bear my real name is jesse yeah what are you doing here Oh, what am I doing here? I'm uh, walking in San Francisco. Well, why, wait. This has been a what? long walk. Yeah, why? Why, Bear? Why? Uh, I gained a few pounds. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I, do, I just do, I want to say it's, uh, I always do wacky stuff like that. I've always been like that. Uh, and it was just an idea I just came up with. Uh, I, I ran the LA Marathon wearing the same suit last year. Oh, get out! And okay. I had a lot of fun. So, you know, yeah. So I, I sat on it for a while. Like, okay, what else could I do? You know, or, you know. So it was pretty much uh, my, my enjoyment. So if I understand you know, it, just to put it very uh, direct. If I understand it right, you didn't have any particular like <laughs> cause or something you were out to, you know, spread the word about. You just started walking, and people started seeing you on the street, started following you. You've got this following. Wait, but he's a, raising money. You're, you're raising, raising money, money, but you don't know what for just yet, huh? Yes. Exactly. Uh, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm raising money. Now. Yes. Like, I, I always wanted to do something to like uh, give back. You know. It, it, either like uh, the community or just anybody yeah. so i figured like you know what let me just raise some money while i'm doing this too you know if if, if uh if i get the attention like why not and then right i, I want to obviously like i'm going to choose a non-profit once i get to san francisco but i'm gonna let the people decide mm-hmm. i'm gonna put like a survey on my instagram and then people could go in there and be like okay you know let's 
Let, oh. Let's give it to this nonprofit or this. Wait, so uh, how much do you have so far? Or donated here. So. Do you know? Have you checked it, Bear? Can you can you go the to one, this? Can you check a computer? Does the phone work with your paws? <laughs> how much do you have so far? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a, oh no, I don't have paws. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I can still stick my hand. I can I can stick my hands in and out of the costume still. So I, I can still I can still use my phone. Okay. So how much have you raised? Do you know? Did you check? I I haven't checked. Oh, I haven't checked. I've been checked. trying to just focus on getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll yeah, tell you. I haven't checked. Last I'm time just, we we glanced, it was like more than seven thousand dollars so far on the GoFundMe site. So you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Hey, Bear, what's your day job, well, that's by the only, way? That, my day job, yeah. I am. I work for a company called Stone Tapered, and they deal with uh, healthcare insurance. I do all their data stuff for them. Oh, well, not right now. <laughs> no, right? no, but they're always on my live streams. So okay. they're, they're supportive. I, I love those guys. How about that? <laughs> that's funny. And uh, for people that want to follow your progress, yes. what's the best way for them to track you as you're continuing your, your march to San Francisco? I've, I've had so many different, uh, uh, what is it, like platforms that I was trying to use, uh -huh. but Instagram would be like the, the best one. Okay, okay. Wow. Well. <laughs> as they drive by as you're walking. Instagram. Has been kind of fun to see? Yeah, I mean, they've been waving, pulling over like yesterday down, what is that, Monterey Road? It's like a whole line just waiting there. I'm like, what's happening? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, you like, know, the, the logistics of yeah, this yeah, I, I was, can't be easy, Bear. Like, I'm, I hate to, I don't want to get too, you know, but how about a rest stop? Like, wh when you do a potty stop, this is a whole thing. The whole you got a whole production. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding it for sometimes I have to hold it, you know, because there's so many. I'm like, oh no, like, and then I need privacy to costume off. Yeah. And then sometimes there's like no gas station for like miles. Right, <laughs> so I'm right. Like, oh no. I'm and then you got to leave your yes. head outside the porta potty. That head's not gonna fit. <laughs> no, I, I kind of like do this. I go sideways and then. <laughs> you know, I make it work. <laughs> okay, Bear, you're adorable. Oh, that's fantastic. And good luck to you. I hope people give you money and it goes to a great cause. Well done. Awesome. Okay, awesome. We'll Thank you, guys. All right. We'll definitely put a link to his <laughs> thing on our website. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll definitely put a link to his thing on our thing. Oh, that's hilarious. It's just Bear Son on fucking Instagram. <laughs> Here, see you, Bear Son. Um. I'm hesitant to tell people to donate just because he doesn't have a cause in mind, and I don't know what his following's like, and like who are they going to donate to in the end. But he's got seven thousand dollars. But, um, <clears throat> I feel like I feel like that's it's the feel good story we all needed at the end of the pandemic. Um, Very and that's the end of the podcast part of the show. Everybody, fucking a, Ooh. we got to we got to check in on Bear Sun. We got to see some people afraid of five G. We got to yep. hear about the clown car that's coming for the, uh, for the, the, what is that? The, uh, the recall of governor Kevin Newsom. You know, we, we've been, we've seen some things tonight. We've been some places and like Santa Rosa, Santa Rosa. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of splodies up in the North Bay this year. Splodies in the North Bay. A lot of like rumor Sarah Palin's like splody heads are sploding. I don't know if you remember that. She's talking about the media in the back. I do. 
So, hey, everybody, thanks for listening to the Down Ballot Podcast. Check us out on Twitch for our live shows at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. And, uh, I don't know, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash Echoplex. We're also on YouTube, but, like, whatever. I couldn't I couldn't pay you fucking $100 to follow us on there. Um, Councilman, thank you for joining me yet again for thank that you. trip down ballot. Always a pleasure. Triple the fun. Let's do it again sometime. Maybe, like, next Friday at 8 p.m next friday at 8 p.m all right everybody fucking kick it i'm gonna oh i can't even i don't know you want to hear a song before you need some walking off music yeah dude let's wrangle to some nvs and i have every nvs song just Uh, pick one random i'll grab i like the save california album let's see what's on here there we go we're gonna play a song called patent off of save california by nvs and i will be right back with the post game Peace out, Councilman. Feel good. I think I know that I am. Therefore, I fail to understand a recreational demand. I guess the joke's on me again. Show me an empty table in an open mind. Deconstruct this label, could I hope to find a thought I ever could consider mine? Everything I need to know, I learned from drugs and television. Retroactive reasons, passive. So then sold with such precision Created juices, squeezed, extracted As evidence selected, crafted Pasteurizing, silly package Consumer satisfaction granted A preordained selfless desire A brand new feedback loop for quite a week So fucking worthless under such a spell Takes a proof of purchase to define ourselves See and hear the laughing faces The cigarette smoke something sacred Drunken state of self-importance Automated in accordance Regurgitating their excesses Opinionated and regressive Patented and self-expressive The irony goes undetected In what your insecurities crave In order to better ourselves Defend the earth from the dollar that keeps them enslaved Which they misuse to express themselves I do know I'm not the only one To share the wealth and to extort I do know I'm not the only one To sell myself so very short 
Everything will be dated Sensational trends will have quietly faded The paradigm shifted The familiar formal Everything that was shocking Now seems mundane and normal There's a brand new retro To be rediscovered While the old becomes vintage The young copy others While the damage is done I finally understand And comprehensively numb But I don't know who I am Please.